Hello again, everybody. It's bowl season, and we're right in the thick of it. We're going to take a look at another bowl. It's the Christmas Day Bowl, and uh, who better to take a look at it than us? I am your host, Scott Steen. I am the lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com, and I am joined, as always, by my one and only co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. Together, we do a show every single day at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook Live called Heading Back to the Window, but this is a special deal we're doing. We are doing a bowl preview for each and every bowl game. We are up to bowl game number 16. This is officially the Tax Act, Tax Act Camellia Bowl. Scott, Tax Act, you know what they are? Didn't they sponsor another bowl game? Because I feel like we've mentioned them before. There's a lot of... I think Tax Act has been out there before. Uh, do you know what a Camellia is? Karma, 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 no. karma. No, you don't know. It's a, it's a plant. I'm a chameleon. Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a, it's a shrub. I don't think it's... I don't think it's the... Yeah, it's not Culture Club. I'll tell you that much. It is not Culture Club. It's a it's a shrub. It's a plant. It's a, it's a, it's kind of like the Rose Bowl, except this is the Camellia Bowl. They never really... I just learned that tax sack grows its own plants. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you, you probably don't remember the Astro Blue Bonnet Bowl, do you? I do not. Okay, fair enough. Well, Scott, this is an interesting game. It's a couple of kind of the down-the-card schools that uh, are usually uh, can be some good money-making opportunities. This one, I think, is no different. we got the balls. Quick, sh quick shout-out, by the way, to college football. They gave these two teams a standalone Saturday. Yep. Yep, absolutely right. Flower plant. Absolutely right, Roland. That's right. Get your wife some camellias. Um, Ball State Cardinals. Georgia State. What are they, Scott? Panthers. Panthers, very good. Georgia State minus five. I think I think you and I pretty much know all one, 130 D1 schools, right? And just about... How many, how about, how many of the 300... We should. Out of the, of the 358 basketball teams, how many think you do not know? Ten? Uh, there's a couple of the really, really small conferences. Like, I'm sure the SWAC, I'd probably forget a couple. Mm -hmm. But I would probably get 80-plus percent. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. So Georgia State is a five-point favorite in this one. As far as the total goes, it's going to be 51. Um, Scott, up until this point, and you and I, full disclosure, we are recording this as the North Texas game is going on but so far the mac has not fared well in their uh bowl season mac is currently 0 and 4 so far in the bowls and only or northern illinois has covered the number they're 1 and 3 against the spread as we speak it is 7-3 north texas against the favored miami of ohio redhawks so is it time to just blindly fade the mac or do we have to make a case for georgia state and then fade the mac I was fading the Mac for the North Texas game because I said when they were plus two and a half, I don't understand why they're why they're favored in the game. Why when uh, North Texas was favored by two and a half, I wasn't sure why Miami was favored by two and a half. But either way, I'm fading the Mac. There's really no other way around at this team. In general, Ball State, of course, won the conference last year. Then it really fell apart midway through the season in conference play, and it's not because they were missing many guys. They brought back pretty much the entire team from last year. It just didn't click, and it seemed like they caught lighting in a bottle. They weren't able to sustain it, and I do question how they're going to fare in this game. Now, Ball State down the stretch did not exactly play, let's just say, good football. 
They ended up winning the regular season finale against Buffalo to make a bowl game. Whee. Buffalo, though, was really disappointing. Ah, really but bad. they ended up losing three of their last five. They lost two of the last three. Got buried by Central Michigan, who I think is a decent team. But Georgia State switched quarterbacks. They got rid of quad. They brought in Granger Danger, and he's been very good. Mm-hmm. You're looking at Granger's numbers. Uh, you can go through them. Over 1,500 passing yards, 16 touchdowns, four picks. This team is, I'd say, decent in their respective conference. And I do think that Georgia State, who finished the season on a three-game winning streak, beat Coastal Carolina, uh, beat Troy by 27. Impressive win to finish the season. But I'm going Georgia State. I like what I've seen. I do think that Granger is going to play well. Ball State's too inconsistent for me. They're not good against the run either. And Georgia State is averaging over 220 rushing yards per game. So I think it's a pretty bad matchup for the Cardinals. I am a little bit confused by the total, though. 51 does seem a bit short. I like the over. But give me Georgia State in the over. Okay. Yeah, very good. You know, people look at the look at the records. They see they're very similar. Well, you know, Georgia State had five losses, so they're not very good. But if you look at those losses, um, pretty impressive list of teams that they that they lost their games to. Scott, they lost to Army, North Carolina, Auburn, Appalachian State, and Louisiana Lafayette. All of those they teams probably should have beaten Auburn, by the way. Yeah, they had them. They, they, they had them. They down. were in there. Yeah, they had them down. They they and by by the way, except for North Carolina and Army, they covered the number against all against the last three teams. Mm-hmm. The teams they played, and like you said, you alluded to it. You can kind of write off that first part of the season because they were using Quad Brown, and while you and I both liked uh, his nickname of Cor- Cornelius Brown the Fourth of Quad, eh, a lot better nickname than he was a quarterback. Granger is a far superior signal caller. And they don't lose that much in the running game, which, of course, was Quad Brown's forte. Uh, I'm I'm all over Georgia State as well. I think just in a, in a vacuum, in a matchup, I'm taking Georgia State here without throwing in the ball state in the, in the MAC angle as well. Um, as far as the total goes, I probably don't have as much confidence in that number to get there as you do. Uh, I give a slight lean to an over. But is, I just feel you like got it's a, team a bit that, short. Well, you got a team that wants to run the ball as much as Georgia State. You know, if you have one of those dry quarters, you could be in a lot of trouble as far as as far as making the order. Are we sure Ball State can stop the run though? No, and that, and that's the thing with that's the thing with Ball State is the teams that have been determined to run the ball against them have had have had some success. Uh, Central Michigan goes for two eighty five. Northern Illinois goes for two. Northern Illinois goes for two eleven. Uh, they held Army to 213. That was fairly impressive, three and a half yards per carry. But Toledo goes 272, Penn State 240. So this is a team that can absolutely give up chunk yardage on the ground. They are uh, currently, I believe, 95th in rush defense as far as yards per game goes. Not ideal. Um, I don't know how much Ball State will contribute in this one. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm keeping it simple, though. I'm yeah. looking at the over just because of the fact that I like Granger. I actually like Plitt. I think Plitt's a decent quarterback for the MAC. So if I like the quarterbacks and I have questions about both defenses, I'm going to go with the over. I just think that eventually one of these teams will get the 30. I think you'll see a 31-23 type of game. You know, I've changed my mind. Unders cashed in five straight for for Ball State. They're... Uh... They're they're not putting up points against any kind of a, of a of a defense with the pulse. They put up 31 on Akron, 29 on Northern Illinois. Both of those defenses are awful. 
Georgia State's defense not awful. I don't know what they're. I don't know what Ball State's going to do to generate points. I'll I'll, I'll take a small lane on the under. I've changed I've changed my mind on that. But I I, okay. I do like my favorite play is of course Georgia State minus the five. So I'm I'm sticking with the over. I just think Plitt and Granger are good enough to find openings in the in these opposing defenses. By the way, Roland in the comment section talking about the uh, Rutgers in for Texas A and M load up on Wake Forest. Uh, that's hard to argue with. I got I got to see a number on that, but. At Rutgers team. No. I'm just happy Rutgers made it to a bowl game. There you go. There you go. All right, guys, that's going to do it for bowl game number 16, our Christmas Day Tax Axe Camellia Bowl game. That is in the can. As always, thanks for watching. Don't forget to uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And good luck on all of your plays, not just this one, but the entire bowl season. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you on our next bowl preview. We'll be doing. We'll be doing bowl number seventeen. I'm thinking that's going to be tomorrow. So you guys have a great day. We'll see you then. Take care.